From locking in new clients with proposals and contracts to automated invoicing and making sure you get paid, Harlow has you covered. Harlow is built by freelancers for freelancers, so they truly understand how you work and what you need to run a thriving freelance business. With Harlow, you can send professionally designed proposals with integrated e-signatures to get your projects kicked off with ease, easily invoice clients and accept payments with the click of a button, get a single view of all your clients and all related documents, meetings, and tasks, stay on top of your projects and to-dos, and track your time all in one place. Gone are the days of managing your business in spreadsheets, forgetting to invoice, and generally feeling scattered. Harlow is here to help solopreneurs get organized, save time, and look professional. Get started today at meetharlow.com. Big thank you to them for sponsoring this season of the Creative Class Podcast. Thanks, Harlow. So today we are talking about loneliness and how do you stay connected when you work from home and there's nobody around all day except maybe your pets who don't talk back. And even though you sing them songs all day long, they just are pets so they can't help you when it comes to human interaction. That's just not something they bring to the table. Um, so yeah, I and I'm curious, Michael, for you too, you live in Mexico. Tell us about how you stay connected as an expat. Like, what do you do? Let's start there. Tell us what it's like being a freelancer living in a different country. It feels lonely. <laughs> I'm so lonely. No, I know. No, I'm not actually, I'm not, I'm not very, very lonely. Um, sometimes I feel lonely, but you know, I think so. Okay. Where do I even start? So I li- I've been living in Mexico now in Guadalajara for, I think almost four, a little over four years now. And in the beginning, it was definitely lonely. You know, like I worked from home, obviously, and mm-hmm. I didn't know the language. And I moved here, fortunately, I moved here with someone who does speak Spanish. So I at least had that one person, but I don't, I never think it's fair to put all of your like emotion and thoughts and everything on just one person. So I tried to like, you know, chill with, you know, the feelings and like putting everything on him because it's not his fault. I don't speak Spanish. I didn't speak Spanish. So in the beginning, yeah, it was like, you know, I, I don't have an office. I know that sounds so silly, an office to go to, to meet new people. You know, I was uh, in my late twenties, you know, like, I didn't know anyone around me. The people in my building were like college kids. And that's like a whole other story. And so in the beginning, it was it was tiring. Um, and I had to like relearn how to get myself out there and make friends. Because in the past, I used to... I mean, in the past, I used to just kind of like quit my jobs and go travel. And that was kind of easy. Mm. You know, but now like... Like I used to live in a van. So I was meeting people all the time. But it was like out doing van things, not like walking around a city, you know, it's just like, I don't like chat with people at bars and stuff, mostly because I don't go to bars because I'm boring. And <laughs> so, so I mean, what it, in the beginning it was really lonely. And then after a while, like we started going to Jose started bringing me to things like, like creative mornings, because they had creative mornings here uh, and like dance classes, which, <laughs> which are funny because I don't v- dance very well. But, you know, it's a place where you have to feel vulnerable. So you start, like, making Mm -hmm. friends. And eventually, slowly but surely, we started picking up, like, 
friends. You know, we went to one restaurant a lot and we became friends with the owner and we started hanging out with him and his partner and then like started going to their house and meeting other people. Um, so it was a slow step-by-step like friendship making process, but I really had to like relearn how to make friends in a different, like, cause you're in a different country. You don't speak the language, you know, like you work from home all the time and no one else that you're around is, I mean, there are freelancers here, but the people we were meeting like weren't digital freelancers. They were like ceramics entrepreneurs and restaurant owners. So there were like some areas to connect on, but not a lot of people that I felt like understood like my day-to-day life. And, you know, I think, and that's even living in a city, you know, like for you, Kayla, you live rural or in a more rural area. I think you're considered rural, right? So mm-hmm. what's it kind of like for you, you know, being a digital worker for so long? Well, I would say number one. So I live in central Illinois. It's a very rural area. I think there are probably about 15,000 people in the town that I live in. It's the town that I grew cows. up in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's. It can be isolating for sure, especially when the weather's not great because I just spend a lot of time inside. And so being nine years in, I feel like coming from a nine to five where I was in an office five days a week and I had coworkers and there was so much like people popping into your office and people to go to lunch with, people to like celebrate when it was your birthday, just those like human connections I really, really missed. And so I really struggled the first couple of years. I... Loved that I didn't have a 45-minute commute each way anymore, but I really missed, like, I can be a very extroverted person, so I really need that human connection. Actually, I think everybody needs human connection. We're just kind of wired that way. So Mm -hmm. I really tried for a long time to find outlets for that, which was really difficult where I live because we don't have creative mornings. We don't have, like, local meetups of like-minded people who do similar work. People here including my own family, still don't understand what it is I do. And partially my fault because I don't know how to explain it, but it's just not a common job around here. So when I do try to explain it, people are like, okay, yeah, that I don't know what that <laughs> means, but sure. So I tried a couple co-working spaces. Turns out there was like nobody there. It was just me working in a new space by myself. So that wasn't effective. I did find another woman who lives a town over and she and I started meeting up for coffee or for lunch from time to time. We still do that. So that's been really nice. Um, She does similar type of freelance work, but a little bit different. But the other thing I started doing too was just like doing virtual coffee chats. That's been a, a game changer for me. It's just reaching out to people who I think are interesting, who do similar or adjacent type work and checking in with them and saying like, hey, what what are you up to right now? And um, just building friendships that way. Again, no ulterior ulterior motive there, just kind of like wanting to make friends and feel connected to people. Sometimes it has fringe benefits of, you know, it'll lead to referrals or things like that. But for me, those engagements are more just how do I how do I build connections? And one of the things you and I were talking about yesterday is I said, I'm really struggling with everything I do feeling intangible. So like mm-hmm. I work online and I you know, I do these virtual coffee chats and investing is like, you don't see the money. It's just numbers moving from account to account. So everything feels so intangible. And that's something I'm still wrestling with. And I, you know, Emma, my, my friend Emma and I did a retreat one year where that was like a tangible thing. We brought 15 people together down in Austin, Texas. Um, it was just a couple of days where we got together and it wasn't a moneymaker, but it was such a nice time for us to like 
be together in the same space, real face-to-face interaction. So I think I need to lean into that more. I think I need to continue to look for ways to, you know, if, if there's nothing around me, maybe build those moments where people can come together and I can have that community that I need so much. But yeah, it's, it's a work in progress. It's not perfect. That's for sure. I'm still quite lonely. Oh, I want to give you a big hug through my mic right now. Um, Internet hugs. Let's, let's take a minute. We're doing take it. A moment of silence for everybody. Hug. Bring it in. Bring it in. We're hugging. Hug yourself. Okay. Oh. All right. That was, that was nice. That was nice. Okay. That was nice. And no, I mean, yeah, people do need that social connection. Um, and I definitely think, you know, as freelancers, especially as digital freelancers, we're so prone to, you know, like just being alone. And in some ways mm-hmm. that's nice, but you know, there's a lot of freelancers that I talk to from a lot of different industries and they're all like, I'm forcing myself to go out of the house today just so I can like yeah. go chat with a friend or go for a hike or, or, you know, do whatever, just get out of the house. Yeah. The other thing I'll say is like social, being social is definitely a skill. So when you don't practice it, you get super rusty and awkward. And when you do try to do social interactions, you're like, uh, hey. <laughs> Ooh, how do I do this? I forgot. <laughs> and it's it's awkward for everyone, Hi, but you got to do uh, it. I'm a, I'm a Kaylee, human. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you know one of the one of the most beautiful things and I know this is like this can be tough um depending on like where you live, but you know going to again conferences and like beyond mm-hmm. the meetup like the local meetup like even like going out to a conference can have of course, the social connections and benefits, but also the learning benefits. Like, for example, in February, we're going to meet in Palm Springs for the ETail or ETail conference. ETail, yes. ETail. And, you know, like, I'm going to learn, but I'm also going because, like, this is a social interaction with the people that I talk to every day in the digital realm, you know, and, like, bringing, bringing us all together. And I think, you know, as related to your freelance business, right? It's a, uh, it's yes, like combating the loneliness and everything. It's also, you know, you can write that off on your taxes. Ting, ting. That's right. It is an expense right. um, because it's related to your business. Mm-hmm. So you also get like, there are some fringe benefits to going to a conference or, you know, even taking, take the flight, you know? And I think that's something that I've started doing more is going to like meetups out of my town and even meetups in my town, like I said before, Creative Mornings was such a huge part. And then the COVID pandemic shut it down. Um, the only Ew. fortunate thing about freelancing before that was like, we were already used to this aloneness, you know, and That's like true. Not, being able, it wasn't and not leaving your house. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Kaylee, yeah. I mean, I do, I'm curious, like how you had this like long stint of being out right like you know you mm-hmm. you had you got through the winter you know like in the winters mm-hmm. in the midwest can be brutal and very lonely especially because it's freezing you can't leave your house so and then you had this long long stint after once the weather broke of being at all the conferences and hanging out with everyone and then it totally like fried you again yes. so like in that sense like you know what advice would you give to someone who is lonely you know, but you need to kind of find the balance of like your social relationships also, right? Because you don't want to head all the way out and then burn yourself out. And then you end up retreating back to the place that you came from. Are you managing your business or using multiple tools? Or are you still using spreadsheets in your notebook to stay on top of work? 
it's probably time to upgrade. Harlow is an all-in-one freelance tool that helps solopreneurs get organized, save time, and look professional. With automated invoicing, proposal templates, and much more, Harlow has everything you need to run a thriving freelance business. Check it out for yourself at meetharlow.com. Yes, exactly. So I think a good a good way to kind of get around this is to do what I've heard people call unconferencing. So what I did mm. is I was like all in. I'm going to go and speak at these conferences, which means I have to be on. I'm going to be interacting with people on a really kind of strenuous basis, which can be really, really stressful. However, mm. if you just go to the place where the conference is being held and maybe you go to some sessions, but maybe you also like give yourself plenty of time to get lunch with somebody there, go have a coffee with somebody because you guys are in the same space for a few days. I think that that's a really smart approach to not overextending, but also putting yourself in an environment where you can have those interactions on a basis that makes sense for you, where you're not like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm obligated to, to be face-to-face at all of these things all the time because I'm being paid to be here. I think it's mm-hmm. much more manageable when you are going just more as an attendee. And even if you don't want to go to the conference at all, maybe just stay at the hotel where the conference is being held and like, hey, let's meet up at the pool later and and catch up on what you've been working on. That's a little bit of what happened this February. And it was lovely. It was so nice. It was so low pressure, low stakes, great environment. Like it was just, it was perfect. And so I think that that makes a lot of sense. I think the other thing too is you really don't know what works best for you until you try a lot of different things. So I wouldn't have known that I overextended and like totally overdid it with speaking until I did that. I just thought mm-hmm. before doing that, I was like, this is what I need. I've been waiting for this. I'm going to I'm gonna do this. It's going to be great. This is going to be the next step in my career where I'm speaking all the time. And what I learned from doing that was, oh, that was a little bit more than I thought it was going to be. It was, it was a bigger bite than I expected. So yeah, I think you just have to experiment and see what works for you and start slow. Start with the lower stakes environment before you go all in on mm. speaking or being on a panel and and always making every trip that you do kind of like a work, like you have to be somewhere at a certain time type thing. Give yourself flexibility. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I, I love that. And also one time when I was earlier in my freelance career, and I'll never forget this because it was amazing. Um, one of my clients flew me, I was in, where was I? Boston? I think I was living in Boston, mm-hmm. I don't remember. I've lived there. And I was, and they flew me to LA to do like an onsite for three days. And I was like, That's hell cool. yeah, like social. Yeah, I was living in Boston. I just remember because I remember the email and where I was. And it was just such an awesome experience. Um, and that, that guy actually became my mentor. Oh, cool. So yeah. And one of the ways that I think is a really cool way to kind of like feel less lonely is by getting a mentor, you know? And again, like Mm it, it's not, oh, not every mentor is going to fly you across the country to hang out for a few days. Um, but also like what I like about a mentor is like, sometimes, sometimes I like feel like my own victim. Like I'm like, no one understands me. No one understands where mm-hmm. I want to go in my life or what I want to do. And that actually prevents myself from making connections with people because I'm like, I don't, I, I no one's going to get me. Like, no one's going to get this. Like, so what's the point of even talking to people? And that's such an easy hole to slip into, um, especially when mm-hmm. you are literally sitting by yourself all day working alone. Like, you can just convince yourself that you're right, you know? Yeah. But most of the time, like, yep. in that sense, like, I'm not right. And, 
like having people that you like aspire to, or just people that inspire you that are like in your realm of connections. I think that's really important too, to kind of like, again, it's not the end all to solve your loneliness, but if you feel like people around you don't understand you or your work life or your personal life or your feelings, you can find people out there who, you know, who you want to be like and who understand, you know, like Steve for a while. And that was my mentor. Like he understood everything. And he actually helped me a lot through like the earlier times in my freelance career, like hitting him up Mm -hmm. with questions and he would meet. And I was very fortunate to have him because even after we stopped working together, he still continued like being my friendly mentor um, and, and working with me through things. And I just remember like how impactful that was like on me as a person and on my happiness and as my, and on my freelance business. Um, which is why I say like, even if it's not like a official mentorship, like you don't have to go to a website, like find me a mentor type thing, even though those work, um, it could be like just connecting with someone that you want to be like someone that you think would, you know, that is in a position that you want to be. Maybe they're, you know, a real estate investor or a design agency owner or an awesome Mm -hmm. trader that's not hiding behind an NFT PFP, but like some, an actual person and making those connections with them to one, expand your network and also, you know, meet some inspiring people. Yeah. I would also advocate for going to therapy regularly because you touched on it in another episode. You don't want to dump on your partner because they're the only person that's around you on a regular basis. (laughs) Was it this one? Where yes, am I? I don't even know. Oh my God. Okay. I love it. Keep going. Right. <laughs> Sorry, people. God. Okay. Yeah. So you don't want to dump everything on your partner because then they're going to come to resent you like, hey, every time I walk in the door, you're like, ah, you want to talk to me and I'm your only social interaction. This is too much pressure. So therapy is yeah. really great. Huge advocate for that. Mentors are wonderful. Some people prefer like the coaching relationship where it is, Mm -hmm. yes, it's a paid relationship, but I feel like sometimes when there is that money associated with like same thing with therapy, you can, it's a little bit more reliable, right? There's, there's skin in the game as gross as that kind of sounds. Other things too, like find somebody who does really similar work to you and have them be somebody you can vent to and bounce ideas off of. Emma Samasco, who I host freelance writing coach podcast with she's kind of been that person for me for years and now michael you and i text every day we also have a group chat of the group from our february meetup which has been super fun where we can just kind of like pop in and out as needed communities can be really (laughs) great too so peak freelance is a great one there's slack channels where people feel really connected you can do you know dms in there have you I wanted to ask you do you know of any groups that you think are really great for freelancers that maybe we should recommend Yeah. I mean, so ironically enough, like creative class has a Slack group that's part of the course and it's Mm -hmm. forever yours along with all the material. Uh, And that's a really beautiful place where freelancers come in from all different walks of life and can connect there. There's also peak freelance, which is generally more, it's more towards writing content editors, um, marketers. So people who gravitate towards like content usually fall into those buckets. I have not those are the two communities that I'm familiar with. So Kayla, do you know of any others? Like, I know there are more out there. Like there's a bunch of yeah. communities for different niches. Yeah. I know that Superpath is one that's getting a lot of praise right now. They have a great Slack. So that's that's one I'd recommend. I think it just kind of depends. You kind of have to ask around and say for people who do similar work to you, like, where do you spend time? Where do you hang out 
online, mm-hmm. do you have any recommendations? Or like if it's a closed or a private group, can you send me an invite to that? Because, you know, I'm looking to become more connected. I'm feeling lonely, whatever it is. And I think that that's another piece of this conversation is like you have to be willing to be vulnerable and, and say to other people like, hey, I'm I'm kind of struggling right now. I would I really could benefit from somebody to check in with on a monthly basis. Um, would you be willing to be that person for me? I, and like, I'm not asking you for anything. I just, I'm, I'm lonely. I want somebody to talk to somebody who understands the stuff that I do and, and really gets the work that I'm doing. Because that's a big part of it is that when you feel like nobody understands who you are and what you do on a day-to-day basis, that in and of itself can be really, really lonely and compound that feeling. So yeah, just ask around, find people who do similar work and say like, where should I be going? Like, what? where should I be looking for the sense of community that I so desperately need? Yeah. And and I mean, the last tip to kind of like wrap that up is also stay off of the social medias. You know, like I feel like though, and like kind of create a healthy balance with that. Because, you know, especially mm-hmm. if you are feeling lonely, it is way, way easier to just go to Instagram and scroll and look at everyone's so-called amazing life. I don't have social media because of the, like, I just don't like that. So that's why I advocate against it. I'm like, you know, feeling lonely. The last place, the last place you should turn to is Instagram or like Facebook or whatever. Um, And instead, like, yeah, like you do have to hold yourself accountable and be like, all right, I'm going to actively do this. And I have to be vulnerable um, in order Mm -hmm. to to get myself out there and meet people. And I, I think that's good parting advice. Yeah, totally. And I just love that that actually has worked with you, Kaylee, because we became friends. Mm-hmm. And now I send you selfies from restaurant bathrooms when I'm having a couple too many drinks. Yes, so I love that's that. That's just how so it works. <laughs> you got to have that well, friend. You got to have that friend. Yeah. Look at my boots. Everybody needs look at my butt. Yeah. No, look at my outfit. Oh, I look great. Yes, you have to have that friend. But I love your I love your advice about like do not confuse parasocial relationships on social media for like actual friendships because that's so passive. There's no depth to it. It's all surface level. It's just it's not real. And if you need real connection, get real connection. Do not confuse social media for friendships because it's just not. It's not the same. Want to go pro with your freelancing career? Check out creativeclass.co for more information.